Welcome back to another episode of My Memorable Games, where players of the past and the present talk about the memorable games they've played in and their careers at South End. Today we're with Joe Robbins, who is a veteran of 158 games over seven years, from 2013 to 2019. So, welcome, Joe. Hello, Scott. Well, mate. Good to see you. So, just get, go back to the start. From 2013, what convinced you to join the club? Um. Good question that about 18 months of Spearsy visiting my work trying to get me to play uh, he used to come and, when I was working in the cricket shop in Westcliff he used to just park up for about four hours in the afternoon um, a few games of golf and yeah he persuaded me in the end to come you were at Hadley beforehand I was good to get you across okay so we're going for the 2013 season so your, your first memorable game is your seventh at the club. So two weeks before you've scored your maiden 100. Do you remember where that was? Hutton? Yeah. And how many? Yeah. Was it one? I'm thinking maybe one three five in a loss. It was. I think you were about 230 for one chasing 280 odd. Yeah, we were about you, 10 short, I think. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, so we'll that was on. one we well and truly threw away. I remember that. Okay, so we come on to the game against Lee. It's a grim day. So what are your first memories of that day? Yeah, I'm 100% sure it, wicket wasn't covered. So I remember it being a real wet one at the park. Um, probably one of a few games that actually went ahead that day. Yeah. Um, always always driest part of the, uh, the county at Southstretch Park. Um, yeah, we must have won a toss because we bowled first. Um, yeah, it was one of them days where just stump to stump, wicket was a bit all over the shop. Um, I think we rolled down for maybe 120, 130. Yeah, something around that, yeah. You end up with picked, six. Up six for, yeah. Um, trying to think. Six, six for 66. Dino was one of them. That's always a good one to get early. Um and then yeah, you're thinking one one thirty or just a bit of a bit of a breeze with a batter that I was opening that season as well and at the non strikers end it was wicket, wicket, wicket. I'm pretty sure Sean Elliott might have taken the majority of them. I think he took all seven. I think he, he yeah, it was seven down. You know, if anyone in the local area was designed to bowl in that sort of wicket and that sort of day, it was probably him. Um I'm pretty sure I just thought, right, this if I try and stick around, it's it's not going to go well. So I just kind of opened arms and tried to take it on. So you got how many, you got seventy eight that day. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and you were out quite close to the end. Did you think at that point uh, I've blown it here or? Um, yeah, I've I've uh, done that quite a few times over the years. Got out with I was needing a handful of runs left, and then it ended up getting a bit squeaky. Um, always, always confident of, of the other lads, but yeah, probably looking back, I probably should have seen that one through. But uh, well, I think we were seven down in the end, getting them. Yeah, yeah, I think so, Sean got uh, seven, seventy-one, something like that. Fairly, uh, well, not comfortable, but we got there in the end with a little bit of time to spare. I don't know who was in at the end, Dale, maybe. I believe it was Dale and it might have been Sibo, someone like that. I looked at it, I haven't got that, hand. seven, seven down, and you still got quality batsmen in and. 
probably like a Bell's Bell's still to come. You know, Bell's is good for um, seeing out and in. So, see, so, yeah, I think that sort of like you say, it's almost you play one end against Sean Elliott and score the runs pretty much at the yeah. other end. Um, so I can't think who would have been bowling the other end. Possibly a couple of young lads. So it really was a case of right two two different uh, games really. Yeah, Joe Sexton bowled eight overs for forty or something, but yeah, back to twenty thirteen. Probably wasn't a day for for spins, so it was kind of probably a case of uh, yeah, attack, setting attacking fields and just trying to cash in where you could, where I could. And he would have Joe would have been young then as well, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think Joe was a couple of years younger than me, so I'd have only been early twenties at the time. So ah, oh, yeah, he would have yeah, he would have been a youngster. So that was a good start to your season. One of the games you mentioned coming up not long after was Bellis away. Um, good yeah, game for you. Bellis away, yeah, it was a. I think it's the first time I've ever played there. Actually, I've heard good things about it being a good wicket to to bat on and stuff like that. And uh, I think they batted first, got two thirty, forty, something like that. Two thirty-five, they scored. Something you fancy chasing? Joe Joyce got a good hundred, from what I remember. Um, and then yeah, just from obviously bowling myself a lot of overs, just knowing that it weren't doing a great deal. Um, I do remember early stages of my innings getting all sorts of bowels of abuse from their wicket keeper. Any reason um, for that? Um, I think because of the move from Hadley to Southend. Oh, okay. I was probably expecting a bit more from other clubs to be fair, but this is the first the first guy that uh, didn't know the fella and uh, he decided I was his I was his target for the day. So you and Newman batted well that day, putting on 188 the first week yeah that's that's right yeah I mean non, you know when I was opening at the start of playing with Southend he, he's, he's a great player to open the batting with you know he's Mr. Cool didn't say a great deal doesn't get you know involved um, Mr. Cool really so once you once once normally gets to 20-30 you know he's you know he's going to be there for the long haul so just a case of uh, sticking around and then getting in and cashing in on a good wicket quick outfield Non made ninety one that day. Did you did you think you two were going to sit home none down? Um, you probably did, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to see off nearly two hundred and forty with uh, without losing a wicket. Um, yeah. But I've, what I've realised over the years, and Nommy be the first one to agree, is that he, he he gets a little bit of fatigued when he gets probably over about seventy, and he either runs himself out or tries to play a, a massive shot, which I'm sure he probably did that day. Okay, so you and Ross Dane saw that. Yeah, Dane saw it. I remember that. Yeah, it was quite quite a comfortable win in the end. So that's, yeah, that's it. That's all good. Okay, so another one of your games in that first season, a crucial game, four or five out. Uh, Dale's touched on it before. Is Billericay away? Yeah, yeah, I remember that day well. Man. We batted first. I we won the time. I mean, Billy Ricky's, you know, everyone knows he's one of the best decks to bat on in the county. So I, I would imagine we probably won the toss. Um, I remember nicking off the first slip, second over, first over, yeah, really oh, yeah. early on. And we were really struggling, 50 for six, 50 for seven, maybe. I remember Spearsy playing a really good innings for 50 odd or 60. Yeah, Spearsy um, got runs. Got yeah, one of the, even, even, you know, seven years on, one of the best, best that I remember him playing. So he, he didn't really play his, you know, his normal attacking way. Kind of properly, properly dug in. Um, yeah, got his vitals fifty odd. I mean, 
still 130 at Billericay, you think you're you think you're dead in the water, really, but it's something to bowl at. I see. So you just you end up with one five four. That's what you end up with. Oh, I got, yeah, I got that many. Yeah. So at halfway, that was a game that you probably you had to win, probably. But the worst thing would be you couldn't you couldn't afford to lose it. And with one yeah. one fifty four, you you never go it's draw. That win way. or loss, and it's a win yeah. or loss. Um, so a good place to bowl as well, Billericay. Um, that day it was. I mean, you get a lot. You get a nice bit of bounce over there. If you if, you, if you're running in, you, you do get a nice bit of bounce over there. Um, but movement-wise, you're very limited. I mean, it is a nice place to bat. I've had a few innings over there for various sides. A lot of county stuff back in the ages, and it's it's pretty flat. Um, so once you know, with the new ball, you've always got a chance, but. Um, I, I think I remember we didn't start that well. They might have got to 30 or 40 without losing a wicket. Did, yeah. yeah. I think if Aaron or Steve Hunt might have got the first one or first two. Yeah, it was. so I was looking at the side. So it was just you bowled non-stop, I believe, from one end. Yeah. Aaron, end. Aaron bowled first and then Steve came on. You had no, no John Horn, no Ben Woffen. It was... Nah. Yeah, I remember being, being a little bit light on... On bowling, um, but I say, yeah, they got off to a good start. So you, you, you know, you never give up. People are a bit resigned to the fact. And then I think we picked up I think Aaron, Steve or Aaron nicked something, nicked one off, and then an LBW as well. And you suddenly think, you know, you add two wickets to a score, you're always in, always in the game. And then I managed to pick up, pick up wickets at the other end quite regularly. So they went from fifty, I think, fifty-two for two to fifty-six for five, something like that. Yeah, I remember Paul Water playing for them as well, coming in at six or seven. Yeah, um, I remember him hitting me for a lovely cover drive, and I was thinking, oh, we might be in trouble here. And then I think it's probably one of the worst balls of bowled all day, real wide, half volley, and he uh, he nicked it through to Dale, I think. That sounds right. So and, uh, they was, they then went to seventy-two for seven. And it all ended rather quickly, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Three, three wickets and three balls. It was a hat trick to finish. Uh, first one could have been a bold. The top of my head. I know the second two were LBWs. Pretty sure they were both LBWs. So anyone that knows my bowling is uh, full and straight. I've done over all the years. Don't know why so many people. I've got out to it over the years because it really is quite one-dimensional. But uh, yeah, it worked that day, that's for sure. So it's a, obviously a great win. Um, get you back on the promotion trail. So we had next the next Saturday. You play at home at Bellas. Yeah, and they a... score three hundred and forty uh, after you put them in. Or Dale put them in. Did it feel yeah. a bit like just getting out of jail then walking back to ask to go back into your cell? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you 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 know you cock out one week and then you turn up next week and by half past three you're uh, staring down the barrel of three fifty. Um, yeah, I mean that that innings. I remember. I still remember it. It felt like it was six hours in the field. It was. Uh, yeah, still probably one of my long. Even after all the prem cricket, the long over stuff, it, it still feels like a very long time we were in the field that day. Um, again, Joe Joyce. I think got one hundred and fifty this time, maybe. Um, I mean, I went round the park, 80, 90 maybe off my 10 overs. Yeah, sounds right. Really, yeah, went everywhere. It was one of them days where I think there were drop catches, misrun out chances, 
Um, yeah, a bit bickering in the outfield. Warm day, you know how it gets when it's not going your way. You start getting a bit tetchy, don't you? You start finding people to blame and all that sort of stuff. And I remember walking off after the innings, walking in the dressing room. And by the time I got into the dressing room, grabbed the drink, come back out, Dale was halfway across South Church Park going home. <laughs> he did mention that he went home yeah. for 10 minutes to call he down. Home. He went home. I think he turned up a couple of overs into our innings. Um, yeah, it's one of the only you know, times I've seen him uh, seen him really lose his rank, really lose, lose his edge. Yeah, but I, I can understand why, as captain of that, it was a bit bit of a shambles. Um, but you and you and Nom got off to a good start again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's South Church Park. You know, runs runs on the boards. You know, you're always in with a chance of getting them because yeah, you know, he's flat. The boundaries are short. Um, you know, it's a, it's a true wicket. It's one of them where you just knew you had to be positive from the start. Um, I think we might have got to like 60, 70 off the first 10. Um, so a good, a good platform. I think I threw one away, caught, caught deep cover maybe, something like that, for 30s, 40s. Yeah, I think 39, I think, from memory. 39. And then I think Dainsey and Nomi put a big stand on. Yeah. Um, Normally end up with a hundred, quite a big hundred as well. I think. Yeah, I think one three nine something like that. Yeah, so Dainsey was on a good wicket like that. Dainsey was a great play. You know, you know, he's technically, technically the best one, of the best players have played with. You know, he's a bit like an Ian Bell at number three. You know, if it was a bit of a a bowler friendly wicket, sometimes you might struggle to sort of um, pierce the infield. But on a good wicket, you know, he had all the shots. Um, so once they then two got going, you're thinking, yeah, we're yeah, still up against it. You got about sevens and eights and over, yeah. but you know, the wickets in hand as well was vital. And you just about creep over the line. I think Spears he got yeah, twenty. Yeah, last was it the last over or the last? Of, it was, on, yeah, it was. Last? Yeah, four balls left. Yeah, from what from what I do remember though, the last sort of five or six overs being quite comfortable. I don't think we needed anything more than sort of sevens. Oh, so um, I think you know that middle that middle section is where we really did the bulk of the work. And that's no, a good win, you know, back to back wins like that when you when you're up against it, I think kind of made us realise that we were, we were a chance of uh, chance of getting promoted. Really, that's it. And you you achieved the promotion at the end of the season. So going on to the next season, you take over as captain from Dale. Was that always in the plan yeah. that you go become captain, or uh, did you just... it was all? It was always mentioned that you know, Spears, he was, I don't know what his role, official role was at the club, maybe club captain or something like that. And Stuart Leslie, I remember speaking to Stuart and uh, Spears and, and Dale. And Dale kind of said, you know, if, if I wanted it, then it, then he'd stand aside. Um, but he was happy to happy to keep doing it. And I thought, yeah, why not? Let's give it, let's give it a go. Okay, so the first year you bring in your Phil Grays, the Wagstaffs, Sam Rose. So it's good, some good batting in there. Um, not bad season, mid-table. Was that the plan? Yeah, uh, yeah a, bit of, a bit of stability uh, first season. Obviously, we bought, yeah, we bought in good players. Um, you, know, you, you, always fancied, you always fancy pushing to the top end, but realistically, you come up a league to be, to be comfortable mid-table. Um, yeah, it allowed us to regroup, think of games where we didn't perform, 
um, and where to kind of put the put them wrongs right as such for for the following season. Look, one game stuck out at me, the last game of the season at Woodford, Woodford Wells, you bowled 26 overs in that yeah, game. Did it convince you you need to get more seam bowling in for the next season? Um, the, the, I think I was on 47 league wickets that season, coming into that game. So I kind of, yeah, being mid-table, I thought, right, let's get 50 wickets. I thought that was a, ah. a good achievement for... Um, for 50 wickets for a season's good achievement as well as um, batting in the top order. I got I remember getting two fairly early and I thought, right, one more and then my feet are up for the rest of the day and I over went by, I over went by and must have been in my bat my 15th over. One of my best balls had bowled, little tickle through, Grazy was keeping wicket and I think he'd done a Brian Lara, he was celebrating before the ball was in the palms. Down she went and uh, 11 overs later, there I was, still on 49 league wickets. So you didn't, did you not get the 50? <laughs> no, oh. 26 overs and I got a two far. <laughs> I, I just, I looked at the scorecard and I wondered if it was, because on that day the twos got promoted and the yeah, threes yeah. had a chance. So I we, thought we, was... It wasn't, um, wasn't the best side we had out. I think Woffs and Johnners and a couple of others that had played, you know, a bit of ones and a bit of twos. You know, it was a little bit of a ploy there to, um, to bolster up the twos. I remember Sheldon filling in in the ones. It did, yeah. We were a little bit bat heavy with, you know, Ollie, Ollie Wag, Matt Wag, Grazy, Dainsey. So, um, I mean, we had options, but yeah, I wanted 50 wickets and it didn't happen. So, a bit of karma there, I think, being selfish. Okay, so we're going to now come on to our um, your next memorable game, which is the 2020 World, uh, not World Cup final. Well, I felt like that. Felt like, felt like the World Cup final. Um, League Cup final, so we'll come on to that. Okay, so now we're coming on to the 2020 final we mentioned. We've been joined by Chris Gore, who was captain that day. Welcome, Chris. Well, cheers for having me, Scott. No problems. So, on to that final. Um, probably wasn't the strongest side we could have put out that day, Chris. A couple of players mm. short, maybe? Yeah, I think the start time of White Harold Wood on a Sunday afternoon, I think it put a couple of people off. I think Arsfield, Gridley and um, a couple of others, but... Didn't fancy it, so you got the late call up on the Saturday night, I believe. I did, but as, as a couple of others say, perhaps the two Kearneys might not have been first picks, but a, a solid side. It certainly wasn't a bad side we had. But no, I tried, tried sort of picking a side based on who had been playing in the previous rounds. No, good stuff. Okay, so early on, we, we, they decide to bat, and we start okay as, a, as an early run out. What are your first... Memories of that game, then, Chris. I'm trying, trying to think back to who opened the bowl. And I think it, we had that little strategy. I think Tommy used to open the bowl in from one end, um, try and wheeze a couple of overs out quick, and then we, I think Tom, Tom Kearney, and Pat had a bowl in there. Yeah. And and I think Joe might have had the second over, but we saved him towards the back end. That's it. Yes, yeah, so they started reasonably well. We got that early run out, as we mentioned, by one of the Kearneys. But then they batted well, didn't they? A couple of big partnerships. Where... Yeah. And also, if I remember rightly, it was, it was quite hot, hot September. So the outfield was quite quick. And about what was a short boundary to one side, it was quite hard to defend. Yeah. So, so we were trying to um, mix the bowling up so they didn't sort of have the spin going into the short boundary. See, I think me and Joe were saying early on, they, they just seemed to go at 10 and over. Is that right, Joe? Just everyone yeah. seemed to be going for runs. Yeah, they seemed to, yeah, because said it was, I remember it being a short boundary towards the trees, towards the football pitches. And, uh, 
just felt like everything was going that side. Yes, yeah, as Chris says, it was just impossible to defend. So, so we're 100, they're 140 for three with seven overs left. We are looking out of the game, I would say, at that point, because that's a, it's looking at a big score, isn't it? Another 10 overs, or sorry, seven overs at 10 takes them to 210. Um, you say we dragged it back a little bit. Tell us a bit about how, how we got back into it, Chris. I think, remember rightly, we swapped ends on one of the bowlers because we had two, we had Tommy and Bell's bowling both on the spin, and we had, we had, I think Joe had two left. So we had to remove, put Bell's on the top end so he had the longer boundary. And I think right, we packed yeah. out one side and we were trying to cut down on the twos. But it seemed every over there was a boundary ball or something where they would just pick the right spot. But then I think Joe's last over didn't go for very many. I think looking, looking back, um, I think Joe bowled, Joe bowled the last two from the top end. So he had the short boundary that last over. We set a very offside field and um, they were hitting towards, making them hit towards the short boundary. That's right. I, 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 I had to bowl the last three from one end, which wasn't in, the, in my plan at all. It was, I was warming up just to try and move. I played the day before and I, I must have caught your eye doing a stretch or something. You were like, you can have a bowl. I was like, oh, this isn't in the plan. 140 for three off uh, 12 overs, right? It was, uh, who else could also, throw a ball to? Also, looking back as well in, in my head, Sibo bowled. Everyone bowled. I yeah. Think pretty much everyone, maybe yourself, didn't bowl. I think yeah. everyone had a, a go. I think it was that just kind of day where let's try and do something to try, try and. the wicket. Yeah, that's it. I, I remember bowling, I bowled the last over that went for. And for six or seven, I said to Joe, anything under 20 to keep us under 200. And then we've got a model of respectability. I think we had a bit of a defeatist, defeatist attitude going on, didn't we? Because it was, say, the circumstance of the game, the team we had, and I think they had a pretty strong side out. Yeah. It was one of them where you just thought, right, let's just enjoy the day. I can't expect, expect to win. They weren't setting any pressure on ourselves or anything like that. And sometimes they end up being the, the best days. What, what was your thoughts then, Chris? 186 they got, so 187, half-time. You're a gambling man. Where would your money have been? My money would have been on them. But when you, when you looked at our top five or six, or it took for one of them to come off with a 50 or a 60, and you're, you're back in the game. Yeah. So and with that short boundary as well, that probably, looking back now, that was probably a par score. Maybe, yeah. Until you actually play at Harrowwood, you don't realise just how short we were on the end wicket, I think. Yeah. To walk in the... There's only like a little flick to the leg side or the mm. that side. So, we'll get off to a good start with Ollie and Sam. I think they put on about 60 or 70. And then, I can't... The scorecard doesn't say who's out. But one of them goes for, for 40. We have a couple of partnerships like that. We, and then you get coming, Joe. Do you remember batting there? Uh, I don't remember a great deal um, of one of them days where you just pretty much swinging from the hip almost, trying to push hard for the big the big side and then trying to cash in on the short side. Um, I think I must I might have had a good partnership with Sibo, maybe fifty or sixty, kind yeah. of through the middle overs, maybe like ten to fifteen overs, something like that, against quite a bit of spin from what I remember. I see. Yeah, I think from my memory they had we sort of had three or four part three partnerships really of about fifty. And you were out with about 30, 25, 30 to go. Yeah. 
I think a holdout towards the park. I'm sure a holdout towards like long on towards the um, the park down the far end. So we send out Tommy Kenton out to bat, and we're we're sort of in it. We're not. We we have a good over. We had a good bad. Who was? Did you have any idea who was going to come in next, Chris? Or was it all a bit? I remember me me and Spears. You were both padded up. I remember it. Spears, you was going to go next, and then I was after Spears. And me and Spears were looking at each other because it was getting so tight and it was sort of out of our hands, really, needing what we needed. Neither of us were just looking at each other thinking, neither of us fancy this, really. No, I was saying to Joe, there was a lot of, there was a lot of who goes next. And so I think you said to me, you go next, you can run. And I said, yeah, but I can't hit. And it was mm. that sort of thing. Oh, he can hit, but he can't run. Yeah. He can run, but he can't hit. And it was all a bit... Yeah. Was just we had a floating order, didn't we? I think yeah. all, all of us were padded up at one point. That's right. It was all a bit we have to just wing it, which was, was good fun. So we come down to the last over, fifteen to win. Do you fancy us or? Well, the way we were hitting was to the long boundary where the park was. Yeah. Straight was the longest boundary that way. And I think they brought they brought a guy on that last over who hadn't actually bowled all day. Right. That sounds looking. Looking back, and then was it the first bound? First ball went for four. It did, yeah. It went to the deep mid wicket to the furthest part away from where we were all in the pavilion or in the chat on the top of the hill. And very f- a lot of credit must go to that guy because he it went for four and he called it for four because mm. he I think he dived or stopped to his foot, something like that. And he put his hand up and said, No, that's gone. Where if he hadn't done that, there's no, no one down there to. And but when you look when you look back at it now, probably with fifteen off the last over, he's probably thinking to himself, "I'll be honest here, because I don't back him to chase this." No, that's right. Yeah. So then I think we went down to so we got four singles and a two. So we need we need six off the last ball. It's six to no, win it. I, I remember it was we need yeah we needed five off the last ball, and we were all sitting there. So four weren't good enough, and we're all sort of no. that's the end of this. That's it. Yeah, it was. So, what were your memories, Joe, about last ball? Um, I remember it taking an age for him to bowl it. I must have changed the field about a thousand times. Uh, what was what was going on? I mean, I know it was a final, but it was like it was like a World Cup final at Lords. The amount of changes that were going on, and I remember it was how was got a big football club there. And then he would say it was like late September, so there was a load yeah. of football had gone on. And there must have been a good couple of hundred people out on the patio there at Howard, sort of watching. And I think they'd realised what was going on. So they were watching. We were all sort of there, shirts over our heads, couldn't, couldn't really watch what was going on. Um, I think Gore was marching up and down. He couldn't bear what was going on. Sibo uh, on, on strike. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's probably him. Um, yeah, I don't think... Sibo said to me that he... He just expected it to be full, so that was the shot he was yeah. play. And probably you've got, to, you've got to think at that level. I think I'm sure it was a little medium pace that was bowling. Keeper was up right yeah. in the slot, you're, wasn't it? Yeah, you're banking. It's got to be full. He's not going to bowl a slow ball bounce or you know anything like that because you know you're not you're not getting it at that level. So it's just a case of solid base. I was going to say don't try and overhit it, but he certainly did try and overhit it, and it was lucky for us that he uh, come right out of screws. I see. So when he's hit it. Do you think it's gone, Chris, or are you panicking that he might be caught? No, the man down there on the line, and the length, the size of the boundary, I was thinking, I think no chance here, but it was one of them. It was in the air, and as you watch it, it just kept going and going. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, 
I don't think it actually landed until it hit the park, the park fence. No, I remember going up and thinking, that's it. I think we were halfway on the pitch. And then yeah. sort of halfway through, you're like, hang on a minute, that is an 80-metre boundary out there. <laughs> and then I remember just the guy turning around and you're thinking, nah, that's it. It's well over his head. That's it. It, it, it was no doubt. So he hit it miles. I think probably the best person to have on strike that day was Sibo because he said he just didn't. He just knew what he was going to do and nothing Thomas else faced him. Yeah, and he, he can't know, man there. Yeah, he doesn't have to think, does he, Sibo? I mean, a few of us might have been, can we get across the stumps and do this? Can we maybe go inside out over cover towards a short boundary? But Sibo... ramp it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was just the case of, yeah, I mean, Sibo's a good tennis player as well, and he's good, good sportsman, so it's just a case of, if it's up, it's gone. It's gone. So, we've won that. So, afterwards, would you, how did you feel after winning it? Was it a bit of an anti-climax, would you say? On a Sunday, yeah. But obviously, as Joe said, there was quite a few people there, and I think when we actually turned up and they saw our site, they didn't give us a chance themselves. Harold Wood, yeah. So if I remember right, they all sort of snuck off into the bar and started disappearing home when we was getting the trophy and stuff. It'd have been a good one to win on a Saturday where yeah. it wasn't thirty miles away. Yeah. It was one of those that you had to go. You had to get home. People had to drive and had work the next day, so it was a couple of beers afterwards, and then people sort of disappeared. I remember, the, I remember the final the following year, we actually hosted it, but then they, um, well, not Thursday night it was, so again, you couldn't have a drink or anything. No, no that's it, yeah, it was just a shame, really. Like I say, even if we played it close at home, it was a case of, well, everyone's got to get back from halfway to London. Yeah, exactly. Say, we... We managed to win that again next the following year, I believe. Yeah, back to back we were. Mm-hmm. Didn't lose a didn't lose a game in the whole competition. Like we beat some good sides. Wolfram in the final. They had a couple of Essex Twos players playing, didn't they? They were made up of all the all players that played in the Snell Prem. Yeah, um, they had the um, leg spinner who used to play for Hornchurch as well, didn't they? Takia Bass. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember it being really I remember I was having dark at the end. and it was like pitch black. I remember being in at the end. You and Sibo again at the end. Yeah, thinking I'm stuck in seeing the ball here, so I need to get this done because anyone coming in is going to struggle to even see the ball. So I remember Rowie couldn't hit the ball off the, couldn't hit the, ball off the square, could he? About three overs attacking a bass. Yeah. Uh, uh, good times and good, 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 good memories there. Some, some fire. So thank you, Chris. Thank you for your time. No worries, not a problem. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. So we come on to 2015, Joe. Um, you've, you've done well in the first season in Division One, mid-table. Did you fit and feel this was a time to push on for the Premier, or was it just another case of see what happens? Really? Um, yeah, it was. It was uh, much more of a let's push on now. Let's um, you know we cemented our place. Um, always going to be difficult though. Because I remember it was when Hornchurch had just been quite heavily invested into, and they bought in. Um, in start when they first started to, you know, get some big Roy names. Paul, Paul Water went there. Roy Smith was the captain. Yeah. Um, so we knew that they were going to be, you know, big red hot favourites. And I think Shenfield had just come down from the Prem as well, and kept kept most of their players. So it was a case of thinking maybe it was two out of three or four sides pushing for. And I felt felt we. Um, yeah, we had more than enough quality to, to, to really push on. But, yeah, it was going to be tough with them two sides. I see you brought in Dan Ingham that year. 
to help with the yeah, bowling. Yeah, yeah, from New Zealand, really good lad. Um, looking back now, we probably underused him a little bit, um, especially with a bat. Um, classic overseas, you know, you get a bowler in, and then you're thinking, yeah, opening bowler, bat him at seven, eight, nine. And then he, he did bits and pieces, and then we played Shenfield Way, and he got a brilliant hundred, batting at eight maybe or something like that. And uh, but it took us a good seven or eight games probably to, for me to realise how good a bat he was. So really, he could have been a top top six, top five. Talking about Shenfield, you play him at home, and you, you lose, but in strange circumstances because of the duck. Well, the rain, rain affected game, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, this, I believe this, this one where the fallout for this one went on for quite a while. Yeah, the uh, now I do remember it. Yeah, I forgot about this game. It was a uh, rain reduced, and their Duckworth it wasn't Duckworth Lewis, but the equivalent of what was used yeah. back then gave them a total of something like forty less than what it actually should have been, and yeah, something like that. And it, and they only just got over the line, or or we only just came up short. I think. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought, I think we batted second. Yeah. I think when we looked at it later, it was a case of, hang on a minute, we got... Yeah, so they, they must have given us, sorry, they must have given us 42 many to get. Yeah. And, and we only ended up coming maybe about 15 short. So, you know, looking back on it, you're thinking, yeah, that was one we, uh, we probably could have won and, and one that ultimately cost us the points of uh, what would have got us over the line. Yeah, that's right. We, was it... I looked at that card and Aaron Butcher was scoring for some reason at that. I think he was injured. Yeah, he'd, but, I'm pretty sure he'd broken, his, he'd broken his arm or something like that. Yeah, so that was a bell. But I wonder if, did you at the time think, hang on, that's a bit wrong, that score? Or did you, was it just a case of... It was one of the first years, I think it might have even been the first year that, that those rules had come in. Yeah. And it was, um, I can't remember if it was run rate or... It was just a, kind of off a generic list and... I didn't really have a clue looking back now. I should have looked into it more, left that to the umpires and uh, it turns out they got it horribly wrong. Yeah, so perhaps if Pete Kenton was there, it might have been someone said, hang on a minute, this isn't right. But yeah, as you say... Quite, quite possibly, yeah. First but you'd, you'd like to think two, two Snell umpires would um, would have got it right. But yeah, less said than that, the better, right? No, that's it. We're not getting into any more trouble. There's another game that I noticed in 2015 that was a close one. Hadley, I believe it's Hadley at home. You've got, you have got mate down and Nigel Holmes and Jack Wagstaff back for the last 10 or 12 overs. Uh, that, I don't remember much that one, mate. Because I remember playing them away that season and I was winning by one wicket. Um, I remember that. I don't, I don't remember the home game, mate, to be honest with you. Uh-huh. That's fair. I just wonder if it was one that got away, so it looked like that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it was. No, I'm really struggling to remember. I remember playing them at their place and winning by one wicket. Barrel was in at the end and uh, saw us over the line. But yeah, I don't, I don't remember the home game. So you end up four points off, off going up that year. Yeah. Um, you lose twice to Shenfield. Yeah. So, and they go up. So, Probably a fair reflection of the season that they might be just a little bit better than you. I think it was, yeah. And and the, and the thing is as well, we the last game of the season we had Hornchurch who had wrapped the league up. Um, so you know you're going into that game thinking, well, we've got to win. Yeah. Um, you've got to win batting first, really, to to really put the pressure on. But again, I'm, I can't remember if I won the toss or not. But 
we bowled first. So 20, whatever the maximum points were, was out of question. Um, oh, we yeah, had a really, really, really good win that day, actually. Um, to be fair to Horn Church, they, they stuck with their, their best team, best batting lineup, all that sort of stuff, even though they won the league. I think we, we, we kept them to 170-odd and we knocked them off. And it was a waiting game from Shenfield, who were playing Woodford Wells, I think, at the time. And uh, it was kind of a case of sitting by the phones, watching it, and uh, yeah, it filtered through that they'd, they'd won. I think they'd won. I think they won with maximum points. Yeah, they were bowling second. And I think they yeah, won they, quite late on. Like, yeah, it was. I remember... Yeah, we missed it because I remember after our, after our win waiting by the phones but um, yeah it must have been well into sort of half six seven o'clock but yeah it wasn't to be that year unfortunately but luckily next year we we got over the line see so going back to 2015 when you say it was close did you think it could have been the year that's got that could have been the big chance or Um, confident that next year not necessarily no because we know the two teams that did go up Sheffield and Hornchurch were were strong for for a division one and probably stronger than um, a lot of teams we've seen in Division 1 over the years but to come third and to be so close it was a case of um, making sure well, making sure the following winter we all stuck together trained hard kept the players and uh, yeah went, went again for 2016 So, so you, going into 2016 you bring in um, Ash McCafferty from Victoria yeah. was he from? Yeah he was yeah sort of country Melbourne Yeah good critter quick was he? Yeah he was uh, kind of recommended through um a mate of mine, James, James Pettit, a few people know him from Lee. He was um, living out there. And I was speaking to him one day and he said about Ash that, you know, wanted to come over. Um, sort of looked at his cricket CV and thought it was kind of what we were looking for. Took a bit of a chance on him, like every overseas player is always a gamble. Um, he lived with me at home, which was, uh, which is good. And, uh, but he was, he was, he was seriously a good bowler. Yeah. A real Malinga, Malinga type action yeah. with a so round arm you know he sort of ambled in and then got to the crease and just just unleashed this round arm missile and uh, it was different for what a lot of people have, used, have faced in that league See, and the other the other person who came in that year Alex Carcozzi yep he'd give you another another sort yeah Cox Cox was someone I've known for a couple of years I tried to always be tongue in cheek about coming to join coming to join I remember meeting him for a pint in Basildon uh, on weekend and he said he was keen to come so I tried to try and sell him sell him the dream and he come over and um, a really good all rounder and, and, and a real good mentality on a cricket pitch played hard um, almost like a, a younger wasps if you know what I mean he, you know he bowled quicker than quicker than medium pace seamers um, batted middle order all the shots ramps reverse sweeps all that sort of stuff um, but yeah, massive, massive player for us that season. So, so he, he, him and Ash, do you think almost like the final piece of the jigsaw to give yeah, you the firepower? Yeah, We've been lacking almost another real strike scene bowler for a while. Um, you know, Danningham done it the year before. Me and him were quite, um, you know, bowled a lot of the seam overs. Woffs, he didn't play every week, so he'd miss out on his overs. Bells and Bells and Gridders, you know, two really good good spinners for us, but we did lack that sort of third, third strike bowler. And with carts coming in, that gave us um, three, three good seam bowling options. That's it. Because in, in 2015, Gridley and Bells took 65 wickets between them, which 
mm. good good numbers, but sometimes you need something to break open the top. Yeah, and, so. and a lot of the, a lot of the time, especially the the fifty over games, so I you know I'd open the bowling with with Dan, and uh, you know after ten overs, you're looking around thinking, right, we need to change it up. We don't want to use all our overs. And you're looking around thinking, you got Steve Hunt, Matt Wag to bowl little seamers, but we didn't really have anyone with good pace to come on and back up good starts or break a partnership. So, um, yeah, it was good to have another strike bowler. Is it in Ash, in Ash in that 2016 season, 44 wickets at 14? Yeah, yeah, he did. And, and the thing is, well, he was only under 19, so he had to bowl in seven over spells. There's a right? few times, few times where I wanted to bring him on to um, go, go for a tail or break a partnership up, but I had to wait 14 overs from when he started bowling. Or finished bowling. Yeah, so remember, I remember playing Hadley at home once. We we skittled them for maybe 100, 110, and we had a mate down. And I thought, right, Ash on it, he will he'll give him a couple of tail here. I couldn't couldn't get him on. I'm over his time, but um, that was the beauty of Ash that year. As soon as the side was six down, the way he bowled Yorkers, Yorkers or bouncers, he, he mopped up a lot of tails in, in next to no time, and unfortunately, nicked a lot of my cheap uh, end of innings wickets. <laughs> So the, just on that season, the first game. Do you remember the first game of the season against Harold Wood? Uh, home draw. Home draw. You scored one hundred and seven. One hundred, didn't I? Yeah. 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 We were chasing quite a high score. Two sixty. Yeah, yeah. I think you're only twenty or thirty out. But Gridley has to survive the last four, four I think balls. They just come down from the prem. Right. I think they just come down from the prem. So they were like a you know promotion favourite as such and getting getting two seventy on the board was a bit of a um bit of a an eye opener for us thinking, oh actually we're not gonna get this all our own way. And then yeah, so we, we came up a few short did we in the draw? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Gridley had to survive the last four balls. Yeah, survived nine down. Was I was I in or was I out? You were in with him. I yeah. was still in, yeah, probably made the mistake of not farming the strike or trying to protect my average one or two. Well the reason I brought that game up was um, because you get to the last game of the season and we, it's a bit of an anti-climax, the last game. Yeah, a bit of Ricky, was it? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the situation of what we needed to do. We must have been in the top two because we were nearly all season. Um, probably a case of a win of any sorts would have, would have got us home. But yeah, it really rained a lot that day. I'm not sure what... It's, Situation you, in the game was were we bowling or were we batting? You, you batted, and then looking at the card, you bowled twenty-eight overs back. Yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we put huge score on the board though, did we? No, two twenty, two twenty-five. Yeah, bit of that's below par. Yeah, that's it. And I they were we, going okay, maybe at the time. Yeah, I think it was just. It looked like it's about. It, it looked like it was a dead game, but it was almost like you had to bowl a certain amount of overs. To get the yeah, game completed. It, when you're at Billericay, if you look over the pitches, there's um quite a big sort of field you can look at and you could see the rain coming in. There's a case of right, he's coming, he's coming. Let's you've got to get because with our bonus points, we probably would have got maybe ten. You got ten that day. rather than the, rather than six for just the rain game. So yeah, I think we rattled off some overs just to get the game on, and then yeah, I remember heavens opened and. And that was it. That sealed sealed the promotion. That's it. Because the irony of the first game of the season, though, was Harold Wood were the team who came third that year. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah, I mean, uh, probably did we get Colchester, was it we got promoted with? Yeah, I think so, yeah. 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 So if you hadn't survived the first game against uh, Harold Wood, then yeah, they've yeah, got promoted. So, yeah, see, it's funny, isn't it? You think, you know, first game of the season, one or two points doesn't make a difference. When you look back over seasons, we found that out in two seasons in a row that um, a really handful of points determined promotion or not. Yeah, that had been a 13th. I think Harold Wood would have got 12 that first game, but to win it, 25. Yeah, yeah. End of. Different story, yeah. So we're getting on to 2017. Um, what was your super target going into the Premier? Anything in mind? Staying up. Staying, staying up. up was the sole aim. Staying up was the aim, but it was one of them where we knew it was going to be such a struggle. Um, <coughs> it was almost a case of, if we do go down, let's just give a good account of ourselves. We knew we had individual players that could compete at that league. Apart from uh, Philippe, I don't think anybody had played in that league before. So it was always going to be, be a struggle. But yeah, staying up would have been, would have been the ultimate aim, really. So one, of your, so one of the early games you, you mentioned is Chelmsford at home. And they turn up with yeah, yeah. Sam Cook, Aaron Beard, Matt Dixon. Three guys from Essex. Yeah, one of the first, yeah, one of the first games. I think the first couple of games we just lost at Wanstead, close to getting a draw. We lost, but we're never in it. And then somebody else, maybe Chingful or someone, again, quite heavy defeat. I think looking around the dressing room, everyone's thinking, oh, we're, maybe we're well out of our depth right. here. Um, yeah, played Chelmsford. Yeah, three of Essex's main bowlers turn up. Have been wearing one of the main, probably the best spinner in the uh, Premier League around as well. You're thinking, oh, here we go. And 135, 36, something all yeah, out. Yeah, I was, I was 135. Are you, so you were 122 for four at that yeah, at I, one stage. Yeah, and then, yeah. I got 48 or 49. Um, I remember Aaron Beard just trying to hit me in the head. Every single ball hit me in the head. And I kept swinging, kept top-edging it into the sight screen. He was getting more and more angry. Um, and I think, yeah, it was... The quality and the, the pace of the bowling really ran through our top, uh, ran through our middle and, and lower order. Um, nothing like some of them boys had faced before, I don't think. So it's a, at T, it was just like for you, was it just a case of yeah. let's get a couple, take a couple with us? Bit, bit deflating, yeah, but it was again like the last season, it was you know, can we get three wickets? It's another point, can we get six wickets? Yeah. It's another point. Let's not let these get them none down in 10 overs and then you know, be a laughing stock. Let's let's give it a go. Um, started off with a couple of early ones I think I got one and Rendell Rendell yeah. might have got one and then I remember Rendell just going on a really mad little spell in the middle I think he got four or five caught behinds I think Tom would have ended up with quite a few catches that day that's right so they after you say two early ones they were six for two and then it just always little partnerships they put on 28 then a 23 a 15 and a 36 yeah, when you're chasing 130, you don't need too much, do you? No, to, that's it. So, at one stage, they're 102 for six. Do you then think, well, hang on, could have a little chance here, or do you still yeah. think with Essex players? You, you still think, yeah, you still think you start. I remember, I think it was Dixon, you know, the Essex bowler, bats 11 for, for Essex, you know, proper number 11, but he came in, he hit somebody. I don't think it was, might have even been me, smashed me for massive six over over mid on you're thinking you know these aren't number 11s for our level these are top yeah. order batsmen and then I remember dropping down to fine leg I think for an over 
maybe just get some water on board. And uh, I think Rendell took two, maybe even th- two, definitely took two in one over, I think. And suddenly they were eight down and we're thinking, oh, hang on a minute, we're, we're a chance yeah. here. Well, Harry, Harry, Harry Ridgewell, you were overseas that year, got the breakthrough um, and it was 124 for seven. And mm. then you get Dixon out caught behind. So that's yeah. a two part two in batters, 126 for eight. So I need another 10 with two new batters. Yeah. That, at that point, you must be thinking. When they were nine is- down. I remember, I'm sure it was me or Rendell, one of us had a really, really, really close LBW. And it was probably umpire's call hitting, I'd imagine. But, you know, Chelmsford v Southend, who's it easier to give it not out or out to? And, I think that you get, you might get one chance to, nine down. You get you get half chance in the field, half chance for a run out or a, or a tight LBW, and that was that was the one that didn't go away. Unfortunately, yeah, I was just I was going to mention that because I was playing on the third team pitch, and in back of my mind, I had the fact that I was going to say to you, did you have a big appeal to win the game? Yeah, I'm sure it was my bowling. I'm sure it was. Um, yeah, it was one of them where in the top end. It must have been Rendell then, because I was bowling at the bottom end. I remember that. Um, might so that might have been, been, been Rendell then. Yeah, yeah, but I, I remember do. it being not stone dead, but one you think that's pretty... You know, one where everyone goes up in unison, you think, no, we've got him here. But no, not out. And then, um, you know, the field, the field was up. We, we were going through it. We didn't want to leave anything out there. And I think they squirted one through backward point to um, to get them boys over the line. They give you a bit of confidence, though, that you can... Yeah, I think it was a game turner for us, a season turner for us, because it made us realise we can do this. Even we didn't perform what we performed awfully with the bat, really. But we, uh, you know, a good half game, and we were we were so close to winning, winning a pulling pulling that one out of the bag. So we come on. So you, as the season goes on, you win some games, especially in the fifty overs. Yeah. One near the end of the season, Shenfield away. Do does that ring any bells? Do we lose that one? Narrowly. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you nine were, down. Yeah. So they were chasing two eight four, and you had yeah, like two fifty for nine. Yeah. Yeah. Cox was. It's probably a bit poor captaincy for me, really. Cox had bowled a really good spell. Got a couple of two or three wickets. It's one of them where kept him going, probably for an over or two too long. Looking back on it. Um, Again, Rendell was probably bowling the other end. Could have brought myself back on. Um, but Cox was bowling so well, I think he just got a little bit tired. Um, but yeah, that was. I remember coming off, and I'm pretty sure I lobbed something across the dressing room. I was gutted about that one. So First time that season, I've lost my call, I think. So a lad hit three fours, three sixes to win that. Yeah, young lads. Young lad did it. Yeah, I remember. On Ballington. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Definitely one. Yeah, gutting that was that. that, that so day. you get 12 points that day, but probably should get 25. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shenfield were probably one of the sides around us at the time as well. Maybe not directly below us, but just above us. And it was so tight. Then the extra 10, 12 points would have been massive. Um, for yeah, that's it. So you got 12, should have been 25. Mm. So we come on to the last game of the season, which is Brentwood at home. Not the mm. team you want to be playing to survive to no. win or got likes of Aaron West, John Moy- John Walford, Max Osborne, Ian yeah. Bellchamber. I don't, so, 
I think the only thing in our favour that day is I don't think they had anything to play for. That's in winning the league or anything like no, that. No, they came third. They came third that yeah. year, so in a way, pretty quite a poor standard for one of the best clubs in the country over the last few years. I don't. Yeah, they were. I know they didn't win the league. I don't think they won the league the following year. We were in the Premier League, but for me, they were always the the number one team. Just the whole setup, the whole makeup of. You turn up at Brentwood and, you know, there'd be cones out. They'd be warming up an hour and 20 minutes before the game and just looked a real professional professional side. And then, yeah, they, they had players that always scored runs against us. So you get a couple of early wickets in that game. You think that settles the nerves? Yeah, from what I remember, I don't think it was a great day weather-wise. A wicket might have been a little bit, a little bit of something in it. I think Rendell, remember Rendell getting someone out with a massive full toss that the guy didn't see because Rendell bowls really tall. It, the guy was moaning that he came over the sight screen, getting an LBW, and then, the, and then the very next ball, Aaron West came in, and it happened again. Exactly the same. Ducked, done a Chris Reed, ducked a, ducked a full bunner, hit him on the pad, and it didn't get given. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he might have gone on to get, get a few. Yeah, he got, he got 78, I think. Him and John Wolford put on a big stand, and then from there, everyone else chips in. And yeah. they got 267 for nine off 59 overs. So, yeah, it was, it's a, it's a, it's a good score, but not a, an unbeatable score at Southchurch Park. So you've got, you've now got basically 61 overs to either score it or survive. Did you yeah. have any preconceived ideas of let's go for the no, win or? No, no. Yeah, well, we went, yeah, went for the win. It wasn't a case of, Lads, we're going for a win at all costs. But it was a well, just go out and play. If we go out and play naturally with Ollie and Newman, I think Newman was playing. Definitely Ollie, Sam, Grazy. And it was a case of you know if they bat sixty overs, we'll get two seventy. Um, yeah. Again, that's another day that I really, really messed up at the end. So I remember I was going really well. I think Ollie was well into on his way to a ton. Um, he got 83. Um, yeah, he lost four early. in the middle. Yeah, him, him, he lost four, four, four early. And him and Matt, I think Matt, Matt that's got 68 it, yeah. as I well. Remember, I remember Matt getting out and Drusy was in, I think. And Drusy was going quite well. Yeah. And he's playing his natural, you know, playing his shots. Ollie was doing the same. And I, I'm, I think we got wins that the team directly above us, I can't think who it was, maybe Colchester had lost. Meaning that if we drew, we'd stay up. Yeah, right, okay. And I think I made a big mistake of mentioning that to Drusy and Ollie at drinks. And I think that made them, I must have said along the lines of, right, let's rein it in a little bit. And that was the worst thing that could have happened. Because I think Ollie nicked off to the spinner. Drusy might have padded out to an LBW and suddenly we were seven, eight down where we were coasting, really. I see. Carcosi was out second ball. Mm. And so it comes down to the last couple of overs with Bells and Waffen survive. So yeah, how it, was, many it, was, it was more than that because I was remember because they had two really good left arm spinners and they were just bolting through their overs. Right. And it got to a case where we fought one more over and we've done it. And at the end of that over, you're looking at it, still got nine minutes left or something in the hour. Oh, so it's time. So they ended up, yeah, they ended up bowling maybe four or five extra overs. Right. Um, Every, after every end of over, you're thinking, come on, what's, what's the time? What's the time? So those two get, I think Ben batted the last over out? Yeah, Woffs, yeah, Woffs. Um, I don't think he played for a few weeks. And uh, 
I got him into play and uh, yeah, proved proved uh, proved why really. Loves a loves a big show, Ben. So that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've stayed up. Was it always your plan to call it a day, captaining then? Yeah, I think it was. I've done it for five, four, five, four, five years. Four years, yeah. Four years, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was just kind of we, we got us up into the prem. We stayed in the prem. Um, maybe, may, maybe needed some some fresh ideas. Um, and Tom, Tom had joined the club. Had a couple of years at the club and thought it was a really very replacement, really. Oh, that's fair enough. So we come on to 2018. Didn't start the best way because so minus 25 points, which yeah, yeah, it did put us so far back. So in any other league other than the Premier, you think you can get those 25 back, but yeah, it's just it's, it's, you know, it's one or two wins, isn't it? But in that league, when you're only getting two or three wins a season, I see. I, I looked at your first five games. Your first five are Brentwood, Chingford, Hornchurch, had Panasar playing, Monty Panasar, mm. Ilford and Wanstead. To get 25 points in those five games is almost... Yeah, it was... It's almost yeah, a, an achievement itself. Part, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, 25 points, it, it just demoralises you from the start. It's, everyone was on, on that sort of negative mindset from the, very, from the outset. So it was, was, it, it was, was there negative. that feeling in the team that... As much as you think you can do it, it you almost know it's not it's not possible. Yeah, almost. Yeah, and, and I think I remember we didn't start great. We had a few players unavailable. I don't think I bowled for the first seven or eight games. I had a shoulder problem. Right. Um, so it was a case of with the deduction of points, and then kind of everything that went could have gone wrong did almost. And uh, yeah, we were just never never in it, unfortunately. No, that's it. One highlight though, Shenfield away. Yeah, jeez, yeah, what a day that was. So, so you, you, top, well, sorry, I was going to say you decide to feel, but Tom was captain then, and they declare on 323 for six. Mm. I guess you're all thinking, yeah. let's just get home. This yeah, is... that, was, that was one of my worst four hours on a cricket pitch. Anything that went wrong that day could have. Um, I remember bowling the ball, it was about a foot down leg. Umpire gave it, caught down the leg side. Um, Philippe, captain, keeper, took the catch. Called, called the guy, called the guy back in and said, "Look, that's." I think if we were in a different position in the league, that would have never happened. But because we were so far adrift, Tom felt it was right to uh, to do that, which was, uh, you know, he was captain. He was cool. Um, pretty sure I lost my head at that stage. Completely lost it. I think refused to bowl. <laughs> um, I've been trying hard to get a wicket for weeks and I finally got one and it got rescinded. Um, so, I'm pretty sure Tom then almost jacked in the captaincy. I mean, Ollie took over for a few overs while Tom called down. Um, there was, yeah, the ball was going everywhere. I think Alex Hatton got hit for quite, he bowling really well, but Potter Carey got 100 off about 40 balls. And it was just you walking off with thinking, oh, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go. But when you actually chase it down, yeah, yeah, amazingly. Um, I think because everyone had that sort of carefree attitude that day. I think Ollie went. Uh, Ollie nicked off early. I think for not many. I think Tom went in at three and still had that 
bit between his teeth in the first innings. Uh, and... No, it wasn't. Ollie, Ollie got runs. Oh, I don't know Somebody got out early. Yeah, I haven't got the card here, but Ollie, yeah. Charlie Lockhart, yeah. uh, Tom and Cole Lee. I mean, Tom, Tom played the most sort of carefree innings I've seen him play. I've played with Tom for probably 10, 12 years. And a uh, very technically correct player. Works hard at his game, but I think the, the day he'd had, he just thought, I'm, I'm going to tee off here. And he got, yeah, his quick 70, and then Ollie got 70. Charlie batted really well for 50, and then Cole, Cole was batting really well. And then I went in and completely, completely sold him up the river, run out with a proper yes, no, and went to his, he could have run either of us out, but I went to his end. And then we might have needed 30 odd, 40 more. I think the very next ball was cleared long off by about half a yard. Um, and he managed to get over the line somehow. Was it, was it good though that you, even though you, you're pretty much down by that point, just to almost show to people that we can play at this level? Yeah, it was. It was. Improved yourself. I think it actually pretty much took Shenfield down as well. Right. Um, you know, no, you know, we didn't do that deliberate to send them down, but it was like a case that we, you know, we were still playing a part in the league, whether it be ourselves or other teams or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was good to, a little sort of parting gift as such, just to say, look, mm-hmm. we've, we've given it our best for the last two years and uh, just, just came up short. So after, after two years of Premier Cricket, have you any interest in going back? Any ambition to, or uh, it's a long think, day? Yeah, it is a long day, and um, obviously now with family, life, things in life have changed for me now. Yeah, married, yeah. obviously, little girl and stuff like that. When I was, the level of cricket does still interest me. Yeah, um, I know I've still got enough to give at that level for for someone, but. Um, yeah, in in life, I just don't think that committing to a full, full fourteen, fifteen hour day is uh, is really really for that's, me now. That's fair enough. Okay, so final question: If you could turn the clock back and change one moment of your time at Southend, what would it be, or would it nothing? Um, no regrets at all. Really, I mean, came in from the outset with a plan to try and get to the Premier League within five years. I think it was. Did it in four. Um, captain of the team that got us to the Premier League. Um, yeah, there's always things you'd, you'd probably want to have another go at just to, to try something else. But now we got the players in, we gave it everything. Um, the last couple of seasons, players left for various reasons, moving away. Um, so it got didn't get sour. It was always even the last you know, division one where we we got relegated from division one. We were really struggling for players' wins. We still we still enjoyed it. Simo was a great captain, great bloke. Um, you know we were drafting players in from everywhere that season, but we still we still gave it our all. And good to see some of the young lads um, playing more. I suppose one one thing for me when I look back is is I should have given Simo more games in the first team. Um, I think about it all the time actually he, sh- he should have been I should have given him a lot more time in the first team he was always the, the first one to drop out and the first one to come in if you know what I mean yeah. probably should have stuck stuck with him because he's best fielder in the club by far brilliant fielder had some great innings with the bat and at a time when you're in the Prem you just 
little things niggle away at you, thinking this player needs to play, this player, you know, is on the periphery. But really, I should have should have stuck with him for longer. And uh, sometimes Sibo's an easy man to drop because he's so he's, he's yeah. about to tell, and he doesn't mind. Yeah. And the, the, the trouble where people like Carks and Woffs, you know, their availability wasn't always strong. They might be in a miss a week. Backwork. And at the time when they're available, you think, got to get them in, got to get them in, you know, match winners or whatever. But looking back in hindsight, should have should have persevered and put in Sibo, cement him in in the top in the top top order and giving him a real, real good run of games. But uh, I don't, don't think there's many regrets, mate. We, we gave it a good go. We got us into the Prem. It's just, yeah, that's it really. Just the way it finished back down in Division 2 was... Uh, a bit disappointing, but I think the hands were tired with players leaving and stuff yeah, like that. That's right. Well, in your 158 games, Joe, 474,874 runs at 43 and a half, and 277 wickets at 21. So yeah, that's pretty decent. Ten hundreds, ten fifers. So nice little bit of symmetry ten, there. Ten. Gen- genuine all rounder. That's it. So <laughs> no, thank you very much for all you did in your time at the club. And your time on here today, mate. Thank you very much, Joe. Pleasure, mate. Good to speak to you. Great stuff. Thanks very much, mate. Take care.